I'm Ben Strivens. He's John O'Scott. Hi. And together, we we watch anything. We trawl the depths of Netflix to find three films of the same genre, of the same genre, and watch them so you don't have to. I take one, he takes one, and there's one we both watch. So you'll know what's a surprise hit and what's totally... I never know what you're going to say there. It's really weird. I come in early and I just, I just never know what you're going to say. It's really... Anyway, <laughs> not that anyone Sorry. really cares particularly. We're back. We are not smoking crack or entirely whack. Um, but we are going to talk about murder mysteries this time, aren't we? Well, actually, yes. sorry. Well, yes. even more so, whodunits. That, that, was, that was kind of yeah. where, where we sort of threw our net. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, we grew up, we both enthused about this in the past. We grew up uh, with that wonderful, is it Joan Hickson? Was that the name of the actress that played Miss Marple in the early 80s? Yeah, those fantastic adaptations. Well, they seemed fantastic at the time. I've not rewatched them recently, I must admit. Um, but yeah, I just remember that it was so exciting watching old yeah. Agatha Christie's because they were kind of, in ways, they're a bit like sort of entry level horror when you're a kid, aren't they? Because oh, everyone entirely. seems a... normal and nice, but then there's a really creepy music and every now and then quite grisly murders. Yeah, no, that's a really great way of putting it. I hadn't thought about it quite like that. And now you've just flipped it around and changed my whole mindset. <laughs> but that did for me, I mean, that was a cornerstone of a Sunday, something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, either a, a Spectre Morse being on or, yeah, a, a, a superlative Agatha Christie adaptation. And, you know, I, I've always loved a whodunit. I mean, you know, a, a film we we both enjoy, Clue, oh, yes. is like yeah, very epitome of like of a, of a whodunit. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, essentially, they, you know, they, they're, they're, they're movies that get certain bits boiling and stirring. Well, the thing is about whodunits is that there doesn't feel like there have been that many big screen whodunits. So obviously they remade, um, they did a new version of... Uh, Murder on the Orange Express. Thank you. Murder of the Orient Express, which I've heard is really good. I must admit, I've well, not seen it yet. I've seen it twice now. A lot of people... See, I've oh. heard, I'd heard the opposite, and I still hear the opposite. I know a lot of people who find it quite meh. I love it. It doesn't help. I mean, oh, I, really? I don't care that I know who did it. I knew who did it before I seen it. I, you know. Hmm. But I, for me, I love a whodunit, and I do love hmm. a bit of Branagh. Branagh's Poirot is great. And, I, and yeah, for me, I, I know quite a few people who've watched it and gone, nah, I'm, I love it. It's great. It's also... I'm very much into that whole kind of like one train, one you know the, the carriage you're stuck in the snow that kind of that very sort of almost a locked yeah. room mystery kind of vibe, which I think is really definitely, awesome. yeah. And as well, a, a lot of people who don't like other Poirots are people that are huge fans of uh, Suchet's Poirot, yeah, who I never really dug. Oh really? I, I just no, never really. I never enjoyed it. I just found no. him quite annoying. I mean, he's not and used I think enough. That, yeah, exactly, and I think that's the thing. Once I when I once I'd got round to reading quite a lot of the Agathas, um, I sort of realised, oh, the reason people love Suchet is because he is really close to the book Poirot. Yes, but I always preferred the playing it for laughs, used enough kind of Poirot, who just yeah used yeah. to really make me laugh. But anyway, anyway, In, oh, we, sorry, sorry, we, I'm not going to digress. I'm going to actually I'm going to stay on this point briefly. We've got two okay, points go. about number one. I used to work with um, his nephew. <laughs> Who has David Suchet? Yeah, who has oh. one of his um, Poirot moustaches in a box? He's got a souvenir <laughs> oh, wow. Poirot moustache, which is super awesome. And um, did you um, happen to catch the latest Poirot incarnation? 
Oh yes, I did. Yeah, I was going to bring it up. Um, it was was it a BBC one with? I think it um, was a BBC. Yeah, with Jeremy Irons. No, do I mean Jeremy Irons? No, sorry, sorry, um, sorry. No, no, no uh, John Malkovich. John Malkovich. Yes, no, I did, I did, yeah. I did watch that. What was it called? Was it the ABC Murders? They did. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was no, and I quite liked it. Oh, I absolutely I didn't love it. hated it. No, oh, I quite liked it. I thought they. I what I didn't like is that they tried to make. Um, the thing I liked about it was just it, the story, mm-hmm. and I quite liked the investigation, blah, blah, blah. What I didn't like is the way they tried to turn Poirot into something he's not, you know, give him this ridiculous backstory. This is that what I hated. Well, well, they messed with his backstory. They, 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 they tried to yeah. turn it into he was a guy pretending to be a detective. Just not yeah. true. He was an yeah. eminent Belgian detective. You can't, you can't go away from canon that much. And it, they just, it, it was a real misery fest. That then it just was a misery fest. And then it yeah, tried to destroy Poirot's legacy. Yeah. And I yeah, thought, yeah, no, no, I mean, hold on, I, I, sod off. I th- Yeah, you're making me not change my mind, because I remember enjoying it as a whole, but I do remember feeling similarly angry. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I just didn't like... It's like I think I enjoyed the him first... into a certain... Yeah. You've enjoyed the what? I enjoyed the first episode. I think it was a three-parter. I enjoyed the first episode because that was all about the build-up to the the case, and it had sort of like some of the, the, the vibe. yeah. And then it just started to. They tried to make, yeah, tried to turn Poirot into something he wasn't. And I, and I and I did and I did like Malkovich's performance as a sort of really aging Poirot. Yeah, I just did, I I the only thing I didn't like, yeah, was that made up. Bullcrap. Yeah, yeah. Trying to, well, I think they just turned Poirot into a bit of a pathetic figure as well, where he's not. Mm. Like Poirot, no. he, he ages in the books, like in in Agatha Christie's stories, and he just never becomes a pathetic figure. He's just a very dapper Belgian who gets quite well rewarded, so lives in a very nice circumstance and is very highly yeah. regarded by a bunch of people. It's just great. Yeah, he's and he's lovely. quite annoying, but that's also why you like him kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. No, well, right, I'm, I'm going to cut in and just say, shall I start talking about my film? Yeah, because- go on then. <laughs> continuing this conversation, no, maybe, I- my film is Crooked House. I thought so. <laughs> a recent Agatha Christie adaptation. Yes. And um, talking about sort of moodiness and miseryness, it's very much in line with these sort of recent adaptations mm-hmm. because there have been a whole number, a whole slew of really high budget, yeah. um, brooding, richly um, shot sort of adaptations of Agatha Christie. Now, it's and and this version of Crooked House came out in 2017, and it's in that same ballpark. There was also they did, um, and then there were none a few years back for Christmas. Did you? Yeah, see that one? Um, I'm not yeah. sure. Did that? Uh, who was who was in it? Is it not, it's not on what's her face? Is it? Oh, that's I can't remember. Because uh, they because they, they started to recast Marple, too. and that was marvelous. Actually, their new the new Mar- Marple was great too. Oh uh, no, I didn't see that. No. Anyway. This one, Crooked House, is a non. It's one of her later books. I've I have read quite a lot of Christie, but I've not read this one because I had a kind no. of rule that I never read any of hers that were after 1950. But anyway, it doesn't have Poirot. It doesn't have Marple. So it's a non-series mm-hmm. sleuth. Yeah. Um. But I was excited because the script is by Julian Fellows. Oh, really? Who did Gosford Park, which we both really love? Yes. Um. And it has. I'm just going to tell you about the cast because the cast is pretty amazing. It's got Glenn Close, mm-hmm. it's got um, Terence Stamp, it's got Gillian Anderson, it's got uh, Amanda Ibbington. Do you remember her, the one oh, from, I, oh. from 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 Sherlock who was was going out with Martin? Oh, Amanda Green. Abington. Is it Abington? Yeah, didn't I say Abington? Oh, you said Ibbington. Oh, did I? Yeah, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was married to Martin Freeman for years and years and years and years and years, and they recently split yeah. up. Oh, She's the thing I most hate about Sherlock. 
Not her, though. Oh, is just, she? Just the introduction of her character, which is awful. Well, I, I mean, that's similar to why we did we dislike that thing about, you know, they're just messing. Yes, things. exactly. Oh, God, we sound so old. Anyway, um, did I say Stephanie Martini? No, She's you didn't. Too. I She's don't know good. who that and is. Cri- don't you? No. Oh, you'd recognise her. And Christina Hendricks. Oh, well, I know. And I've got a, I'm a big fan of Christina Hendricks. Okay, so anyway, that's enough of the plot. I mean, enough of the cast. So, in this, in the one-sentence plot of my film is, a spy-turned-private detective is lured by his former lover to catch her grandfather's murderer. And the reason he's asked to do it Mm. is because um, they're a rich family and they don't want Scotland Yard coming in and exposing all their... Little secrets. Airing all their dirty laundry. Ah, Um, very gossip-parky. Exactly. So it's the 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 the, the great grandfather of this family, this incredibly rich family, has been poisoned, mm-hmm. um, found massively dead, and classic Agatha Christie. Everyone is a suspect. Yeah, you know, the family's just full of jealousies, rivalries. They all seem to be skint in some way, or some of them appear to be skint but aren't as skint as you think. The others are pretending they're not. Yeah, whatever. There, there's there's money worries, but they all want his Cashingtons. And, but as well, like, so there's been a classic gold digger type um, character, Femme Fatale, who mm-hmm. seems to have got all the money in the will, and they all hate each other. And, oh, and Glenn Close actually plays this kind of really tough... She plays his wife, Lady Edith de Havilland. Um, and, she, yeah, she's fantastic. She just wanders around with a gun and in jodhpurs. Anyway, it's there's, it's very period drama. So it's set in the 40s, and there's lots of lipstick and, and jodhpurs. Everyone's wearing hats. They, get, they <laughs> go to just pay lipstick and jodhpurs. There's lots of fog, you know, because of the coal fires. And... and um, uh, and basically, the, 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 but so it has all these magic ingredients. Oh, by the way, did I say that Gillian Anderson was in this? You did, yeah. Oh, and uh, did I say that Julian Sands was in this? No, you did. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I left him out. For God's sake, I'm, I'm rubbish at podding. Oh, jeez. Well, Julian Sands is in this. Oh, as well. <laughs> maybe you left that out on purpose <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, I know. God, I'm doing terribly. Anyway, so the main guy. He's in love with this person who's sort of... You don't really know what what, they're, what went wrong with their relationship. Oh, okay. She's the one that sort of says, come and help out, save my family. And he's very suave and good-looking and well-dressed. He looks quite like us. Bond. Yeah, just like us. And he's got quite a Bond quality and he drives mm-hmm. a nice-looking car. And he start, you know, he comes to the house and he sort of interviews them one by one. The action every now and then goes to sort of flashback... And you find out a little bit more about his backstory, and then it returns to the house. And there's a scene about two thirds, no, about halfway through, when it's a classic Agatha Christie scene, when they're all round a table and it's just brooding hatred and tension. Yeah, sounds great. And it's fantastic. But it's still not very good. <laughs> this film is a massive disappointment. Oh, and the main... I was so getting ready to watch this. I know, I know, and I'm really sorry, because, like, okay, there are some things that are good about it. I know I always do this and say, oh, it's quite good in ways, but it genuinely is. There are some things that are good about it. I do like the cast. Ter- mm. I love seeing Terrence Stamp on screen, cause, because I just do, and I love seeing Julian Sands on screen, because I just do, because <laughs> I've not seen him for so long. He's ageing quite well, actually, mm. and he's not particularly good. That's all the warlock but, powers. But, the, but to be honest, 
Okay. Okay. So you know, whenever something doesn't isn't working for you, it's hard yes. to put the, the the. It's hard to sort of like um, narrow down. Is it because of the script? Is it because of the performances? Is it because of the direction? And I found it really hard to sort of figure out whether it was the script or or. But I don't. But basically, I I I put the blame at the director's door mm-hmm. because of the performance he gets out of the lead guy. Oh, the investigator is played by Max Irons. Oh, son and, of um, son of yes. Jeremy. Yes, I know Max Irons. Yeah, and I don't know whether it's he's a weak actor or not because I can't really tell. But he he's just, I just didn't care about him. He just wanders around. He's always incredibly dressed, and the camera loves his clothing. The camera loves that he's constantly got like tie pins in and looks really suave. But he just looks like he's in an advert all the time. And I just, I was just so aware that he was an actor reading out lines. Yeah. With some of the other people in there, you know, Gillian Anderson, Julian Sands, Terence Stamp, Glenn Close, I. I believe that they were real people, but the main guy around which the whole thing hangs, I just didn't give a monkeys. And I was just frustrated. And it made me think, because every now and then when they do these adaptations, they take an Agatha Christie plot and they either that wasn't a Poirot or wasn't yeah. a Miss Marple and squeeze the, and, and change it so it is a Poirot, is a Miss Marple. And this kind of made me wish they I had wish done, they'd done that. that with this. Yeah. Because I just don't care about this, this I, geezer. I could be wrong, but looking at his sort of acting CV... Mm. And the sort of slightly nepotistic world that Julian Fellows sort of inhabits, I do slightly wonder because he hasn't done a great many things. Like, I don't know. Mm. I, I haven't seen it. I can't pass judgment on it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was not the most talented actor, but maybe had a little bit yeah. of help getting into the profession and um, and that sort of thing. Then, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to say any more. It's fine. It's just, I think, I mean, if people who like us love a murder mystery, I would say give this a try because if that main guy is working for you, you'll probably enjoy it. It's got a, it's got a, I like where the plot goes. It's not one of the ones I'd read, so I didn't know. I think it's got a cool denouement. Mm-hmm. Okay. But for me, it just, although it had all the magic ingredients of a good murder mystery, it was, it just wasn't, it, it wasn't interesting me at all. And my one illustrative fact, which in ways encapsulates my entire review, mm-hmm. is the fact that this premiered on Channel 5. Oh. You know oh, okay. I mean? Yeah. And it's Absolutely. Kind of, for our, for our li- listeners who aren't based in the UK, Channel 5 is sort of our fifth terrestrial channel that really. Mm. I'm not sure it's ever been a hallmark of quality, although I have made a couple of shows for it. But it has, um, but it, it essentially uh, even now has slipped. It's been bought by a tabloid owner and has slipped into this kind of like cesspit of just being very, very populist and awful. Yeah. yeah. Ah, if there were to be public executions and stonings, they'd be on Channel Five. Yeah, probably assisted by half-naked people. Yeah. Und- undoubtedly but yeah anyway crooked house isn't as bad as that it's pretty good it's not as way. bad as a half naked stoning <laughs> <laughs> put it on the poster yeah anyway, i don't have a best line worst line mm. um i do for our combo but i do not for this it fine was just um just was... just a bit too meh i still enjoyed watching it yeah so. okay well let's let's skip away from that one then so we're still i'm still living in period pieces because mine uh was set even before then and it's a movie called the limehouse golem some may have heard of it some may have not heard of it 
that's not the world's most astounding <laughs> statement. Brilliant. Some of you may like cheese. Some of you may not like cheese. <laughs> um, so it's a 2016 movie. Um, it was directed by directed by a chap called Juan Carlos um, Medina, who's done a couple oh, yeah. of Spanish horror movies. Um, I think Spanish horror movies. Um, and this, I mean, this is only his second movie, and he actually hasn't done much since. But oh. uh, I mean, we've got a pretty decent cast. We've got Bill Nye in there. We like Bill Nye. Nice. Um, Daniel Mays. You know Daniel Mays? He's in. You'd rec- it's not one of the faces you'd recognise. He's in the. Yeah, no, I know him. Line I of Duty. Him, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Douglas Booth, who pops up in things. Uh, Olivia Cook, who's very good. Uh, I like yeah. Douglas Booth. Yeah, Olivia Cook. I, yeah, I like Douglas Booth very much. He's really cool. So um, he's really cool. Sounded a bit <laughs> second language speaker. Um, so it's got this going for it, and it's all set in. Um, a sort of, it's all set in a kind of like Jack the Ripper esque scenario. So we're looking at that kind of okay. Victorian England or Victorian London, because Limehouse is an area of London essentially. So it all kicks yeah. off with, um, a, you know, a murder, a grisly murder happening, and um, Bill Nye is kind of the police inspector assigned to it because. He was, you find out, was destined for greatness, but um, he has a bit of a problem with being a homosexual, um, which is not really the done thing. So his career is stalled, but he is still, A, the best detective they've got, but B, a great scapegoat, because this looks like it's going to be a case that just runs and runs and is, you know... Unsolvable. Unsolvable and very, you know, it's very sensationally gory. The first image we see is this murdered woman who's very eviscerated. Um, and then he, thanks. And then he seconds, um, uh, Daniel Mays, who's one of the constables to help him try and solve the murder. And the, 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 the paths they follow, take them into the Victorian musical scene, essentially. So Douglas Booth is this sort of impresario. He's not the impresario. He's the lead actor, but also runs his troop of players, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, and you start and you learn the backstory of, Olivia Cook as well, who was married to a um, guy who also gets murdered, but he gets murdered in a less spect- less eviscerate fashion, <laughs> just, a, just a bit of poison. So there's her story running through it, and um, she's been arrested, she gets arrested for murder, they're trying to sort of prove her innocence while trying to solve the Limehouse Golem case, and then unsurprisingly, things start to intersect. And that, I mean, it's not really your most typical whodunit at the same time, like the way that Jack the Ripper has been one of the longest-running whodunits without any real knowledge. You know, people th- thought it was a, a doctor, it was so-and-so, it was a prince. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. been one of those longest-running, most speculative whodunits. That's sort of how this one plays out. Is it the guy? Is it Dan Lino, who's the the, the actor? Is it um, Lizzie Cree's dead husband? Um, is it this other guy? And, that you know, so you, you does do that kind of, like, whodunity structure to a certain degree. But the but the the country house setting is actually London, and the murder is not. Yeah, someone's getting knocked over the head with a bit of lead piping, but it's someone getting ripped apart. So is it and a bit more? Out. So it's a bit more. I don't know. It's a bit more of a period a detective like a proce- thing. Yeah, like a period procedural. Yes and no, though, because it does make it very much. It does sort of. You do go down a lot of dead ends and things. I don't know. It's it's okay. a mix between the two, really, and it, a lot of what it is is a big atmosphere piece for that whole Victorian, you know, grimy London thing, and it and it Which tries to. Like. 
and yeah, exactly. And it uses the whole, it uses that music hall to evoke that side of London as well. That sort of that feeling, and the, the, you know, they, mm. they they recreate a few songs, a few stage acts that are kind of interesting. Um, and yeah, there's 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 the hidden jealousy of the housemaid, and there's just a lot of there's a lot of different <laughs> levels playing on that because it still has those tropes. <laughs> nice. So, what did you think of it, dude? <laughs> I don't really know. I've watched it three times. Three times? Yeah. Um, because I couldn't... I can't really work out what I think. I basically think I really like stuff set around Victorian London and musicals. Yes. And I think I l- really like Douglas Booth and I like Daniel Mays and I like Bill Nye and I like Olivia Cook. And I think it's fine. Mm. it's absolutely I mean it's better than fine really because I, I enjoy it and I, and I wouldn't say in any way shape or form don't oh it's got Eddie Marzan in as well oh cool and I love, I love Eddie, Eddie Marzan, Marzan. Yeah. and yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a really cracking like cast of, of you know British character actors and stuff and I really enjoy, I really enjoy being in there and watching it but then I'm like, is it a bit like an overblown TV movie? And I think that might be what it is. I think it's just a bit like a big budget TV movie, which is cool. But yeah. it's not something I dash out and say, "You go, you got to see this. It's amazing." It's more, yeah. it's it's more of a curio. It's so oh, we didn't give yours a um uh, a letter rating. You didn't give yours, but we shit yes. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a pretty solid C to C minus. I think. Oh really? Oh, I was so I was I, I if I'd been asked to bet, I yeah. was sure you're in the B territory. Yeah, and I would love to have been in the B territory, but mm. I think it's I just can't recommend. I, it's definitely not a don't watch this because it's definitely not mm. boring, and it's you will you will not you will not um, begrudge the you know hour and. 45 minutes whatever it is that you spend with this movie you, you just won't it's it, it's definitely enjoyable yeah, because to do of that. the sort of atmosphere it creates exactly know. and it's an and yeah, the, yeah. you know the story but although i did guess the end to the story i, I was pretty sure I'd, I'd nailed it and i was right but i'm not, and yeah. that's not being smug i'm not i'm not sure i'm going to be alone doing that yeah, but yeah. but there is no, some... but I, I know what you mean that, that there's that certain type of like creepy jack the rippery victorian-y london that's a nice place to visit in, exactly in movie and, land, and, and especially for douglas booth's performance um, mm. I really enjoyed it, but I don't think it's a great bit of cinematic. You know, um, yeah. it's not a great cinematic feast for the ages or anything. It's just like, you know what? If you've got some time to kill, have a watch the Limehouse Golem. If you fancy a bit of creepy Victoriana, it's I not do strictly know, just... a whodunit, but you know, yeah, I do know that it was. It's based on a book by um, Peter Ackroyd, and um, oh, who did I the History people... of London? Yeah, and uh, I know people who. I mean, I've only read one Peter Ackroyd book, and it was a uh, biography of um, Ed, uh, Poe, and it was amazing. <laughs> it made, it, so I, I kind of, I'm interested. I've never read any of his fiction. No, I, neither. I, I didn't know he did fiction, fiction actually. No, no. So yeah, who knows? Yeah. Sorry, that sounds like I just brought that up to mention that I read a book about Poe. Yeah, I've, I've read so a maybe book. I did. <laughs> I read a book once. Um, yeah. But no, I, I didn't know actually. I, I missed the fact that it was an, initially based on a Peter Ackroyd thing. Um, mm. But yeah. Oh, and it's written by Jane Goldman. Oh, um, nice. who is you know always a reliable screenwriter, if not the greatest choice of um, marital partners. But you know she wrote Kick Ass and um, a whole host of things. She's got something really. Yeah. Ma- uh, she's got something really massive coming out soon, I think, as well. I mean, Kick-Ass was pretty big. But yeah. she did Kingsman, you know, which is very much in this 
sort of vibe, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's, yeah, The Little Mermaid. She rewrote the little, you know, the live-action Little Mermaid. Has that come out yet? And I think she she's written the Game of Thrones movie as well, the prequel thing. Oh, okay. Um, oh, and Rebecca. Game of Thrones yet. And Rebecca, that's the thing, I, I'm, I'm waffling now, but she's, um, <laughs> she's done, she's, um, she's rewritten, she's rewritten Rebecca as well, which is the new Ben Wheatley movie, so I'm just... Ooh. Yeah, and it's and it's proper Demoriage Rebecca, but written by Jane Goldman and directed by Ben Wheatley. That sounds quite exciting. That's the thing I'm most excited to see when it gets released. Anyway, I wish someone would average. do the birds, but do the birds like it is in the um, short story because it's amazing. Oh, I've never read the short story. It's really amazing. Read the short story now, everyone listening. That's my recommendation for this month. Oh, that's oh great. It's really good. But yeah. Uh, in summary, it's got a great pedigree. But sometimes, you know, a great pedigree doesn't always throw up a show, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really enjoyed that. Right. Well, enough waffle. Yes. About our, about our films. Let's get so, to I mean, the I mean, main the event. Is, I, I, we both enjoyed both of those films. Definitely. I for Murder Mystery Land, you for Victorian London Land, but they just neither of them really hit the spot. So the third movie in our Murder Mystery Who Done It Week is is called Murder Mystery. Exactly. Now we. I mean, how how could we have how could we have swerved around this one? No. And and the the amazing thing about Murder Mystery is that this I think I'm right in saying is our first. Adam Sandler movie. I believe it and is. Considering how many movies he's got on Netflix, and well, how he has that, he, he had that six-picture deal. I don't know if that's been extended. Yeah, exactly. It feels like it has been. Yeah. So it just seems surprising that we've never watched one of his films for this before. But here we are. We're watching Murder Mystery. We and, are. Uh, we're ready to tell you about it. It's quite recent, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's, it's this year that says the release date. So I don't know. I, mean, I guess it was shot last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so essentially, Adam Sandler is a schlubby police detective who can't pass the sergeant's exam, but lies about it to his wife, Jennifer Aniston. No, 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 the detective exam. Oh, sorry, the detective exam. Um, lies about it to his wife. Sergeant, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Lies about it to his wife, um, and she finds him quite schlubby and wants, yeah. you know, something interesting. And through a um, sort of sequence of misadventure, he ends up telling her that he's taking her to Paris for their anniversary. Because essentially... Um, exactly. it's It's a little bit like sort of like the beginning of Shaun of the Dead in a weird way. She's just like, do you always yes. want to go to the pub? Yeah. And he's like, no. Um, yeah. So uh, in that sense, and then he ends up saying, okay, yeah, we're going to Paris. So they go, they get on the plane to Paris and... And she, they're on the plane. They meet Luke, Luke Evans, Evans. Who's a Viscount, a posh yes. aristocrat called Charles Cavendish. Yeah. I love um, Luke Evans. Uh, yeah, he's great. And he basically sort of like gets chatting with Jennifer Aniston. Adam Sandler gets a little bit like... But essentially, Luke yeah. Evans just wants to hang and sort of basically says, why don't you join us on the yacht? Yeah. And at first, Jennifer, uh, Adam Sandler's like, no, no, hey, go go away, creepy aristocrat. Um, we've got a we've got a coach we've got, trip. Yes. <laughs> we're going on a bus. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's going, what are you, crazy? We've got to go on the yacht with the posh man. So and they then they, they see the bus and it's just horrific. So, yes. Yeah. So they do. They they join him in his incredible uh, yacht. Well, his family's incredible yacht. And there we meet, gradually, one by one, the cast of characters of this family. Um, uh, yeah, well, it's sort of family and, and, and retainers. Yeah, you can... Um, well, you it, could... my film had, uh, had Terence Stamp in it. And this film also has Terence Stamp in it. I thought that was an interesting connection. 
Yeah. This film also um, has, we've mentioned Luke Evans, Jennifer Aniston, and the Sandler. We've got Terence Stamp. We've got Gemma Arterton. Yeah. We've got David Walliams. Yeah. We've got Adil Akhtar, who I'm quite a big fan of. Yes, he's good. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, um, in a brief yes. role, there's Jackie Sandler, Adam Sandler's wife, who's credited as great looking flight attendant. <laughs> really? Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. That, that, is, that is good IMDb research. Oh, indeed. yeah. Um, I'm all, all about the research. Yeah, and um, so... So, uh, anyway, we, didn't, we, didn't get to the, we haven't got to the murder mystery bit. So they get on no, the yacht, no, they so... meet the cast of characters, yeah, and then, and... surprisingly enough, the patriarch of the family is, is moidered. Yeah, so he's an elderly uh, billionaire. I mean, he's super rich, and as they're all gathered around in this incredibly nice whatever, he's about to change his will... So that he yes. cuts out all of his family. The lights go out, then he the lights come back on, and um, he's got a knife through his chest. Yes. And then quite soon after that, I don't want to give away too much plot, but quite soon after that, another corpse um, turns up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whodunit begins, but quite, uh, I suppose... So Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston are just these hicks, you know, essentially. That are yes. Nick, they're called the Spitzes, aren't they? Nick and Audrey Spitz. Yeah. And they've just been invited to Long as just... As guests, so uh, but they start being suspected by the French police who start investigating. Yes, and you and, don't know whether um, they've been dragged in as patsies for the murder or whether they've, you know, yeah. It, it and, and it, is, it is very much a sort of classic who done it, and then it it it, it, it spills out. They come off the yacht, they go around Monte Carlo, yeah, um, and it all sort of culminates in a large villa. Yeah, um, it has elements. I guess if you were going to. If you're going to say it has elements of the whodunit, it strangely enough has elements though, of European vacation to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah, no, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Good call, dude. Yes, yes. I had similar thoughts. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, de- it's definitely hit. It, it, this is right on point in terms of our subject. Um, obviously, the title gives that, but it, it, I mean, it lives. It is a proper whodunit. Well, a proper whodunit. Yeah. Obviously, it's a com- f- full comedy. But anyway, look. We're doing I mean, that thing where we're the very best. Around. The very best thing about this movie, in my mm. opinion, and there's a few things I could have picked, but the very, very best thing about this is that it's only 97 minutes long. Yes, I, I, dis- I agree and disagree. I think it is about 10 minutes too long, possibly 20 minutes too long, maybe 97 genuinely- too long. No, no, I genuinely liked it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, really quite enjoyed it. Well, I'm I'm glad for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I I was I had such I was thinking cuz basically, right. I'm an Adam Sandler fan, Sandler, but I haven't liked any of his films for ages. Yeah, I, see, I wouldn't call myself a fan. I would say I specifically really like 3 Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of the same. But the point is I've started watching every now and then I start watching something of his on Netflix and just go this oh, is appalling. God. I can't watch it. And this, because I had to watch it, you know, I obviously, I broke through the seal, as it were. And the yeah. first 15, 20 minutes, when you first meet Jennifer Aniston, it might have been the first 10 minutes, actually. But the point is, the first, there's a scene with, with her and where she works. She's a hairdresser, which mm. I was just like, oh, this is appalling. There was a scene of him schlubbing around with his sort of cop partner. And I was just yeah. like, oh, this is appalling. But for me, something clicked. And I just started oh, quite liking their relationship. That's, that's and, good. See, yeah. I, I mean, for me, I, my my note sort of went, wow, this is already so bad. That's the first note I made. I think that's about the five, first five minutes. It's <laughs> like he's doing a pastiche of Adam Sandler. 
It's yeah. like it, it just struck me like the, the whole opening bit. Like it's awful. His interaction with his cop buddy is just painful. Um, yeah, I and agree with that. It's like that bit in Pitch Perfect when they go to sing at one of the places and they come out and there's an old a cappella group still like going outside <laughs> kind of thing and just trying to trying to be all young and hip and that's exactly what it felt like this movie was doing like it was just him still pitching at the beginning and then it descended into awful english stereotypes that maybe want to smash something um yeah, but I, don't, I didn't mind that and Gemma Arterton, who must have gambling debts or something, <laughs> because she's a proper actress, and I don't know what the hell she was doing in this. Yeah, and I don't, I don't really like anything she's in yet. Oh, and to I be do. honest, this this is the nearest I've got to liking a film of hers. Terence Stamp was appalling. Well, the thing is, right? I slightly misspoke earlier when I was introducing the fact that Terence Stamp was in my first film. Yeah. I read out from my notes his name. At that moment, I meant to say Julian Sands and make oh. a big joke out of the fact that it was Julian Sands. I've never particularly liked Terence Stamp. I, oh, I've no. always found him quite annoying. So I was delighted when he got killed. <laughs> but he was... Oh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, he's absolutely fab. But... Yeah, I don't really like that film. I think he was awful in this. And then you've got Adil Akhtar, who I really like. Basically... <laughs> he's, the, he's the worst thing in it in some ways, isn't well, he? Well, the worst thing is... I mean, this is the thing. And this is what, as an undercurrent to so many Adam Sandler movies, that they actually turn mm. into quite sexist, racist, homophobic movies without mm. even thinking about it. And just... Adi Laxar is a perfect example of it. They kind of Uncle Tom him in a weird way. But he yeah. he, he pretty much just does an Ali G impression the whole movie. Yeah, and, and, But Ali I've... G is a white guy taking the piss out of this whole thing. Yeah, doesn't work with Adi Alaktar. You've just re- you've just been entirely reductive. It's I ju- it, that made me just go really. Do you know what that, year it is? That's awful. That is that is definitely the worst um, the worst part of the whole film. Yeah, his character his thingy. But that, for me, I suppose right. Okay, first of all, I quite like the cast. Yeah, man. I did apart from Terrence Stamp. I quite like that. I quite like the genre it was having fun with. Yeah, and I felt like it was staying relatively true to the genre, as in it was you know having fun with it, as in it was like you know it was all the silly like knife in chest, the light going out, all that stuff. I like yes. the corpse. Um, the knife gag well. was the only bit that I thought was really funny in it, but yes, <laughs> no, that did make me laugh. Yeah, and I quite liked the sort of the very Adam Sandlery shambling kind of humour between him and her. It didn't make me laugh out loud. You know, people. Mm. You know, I really, I, I, I vaguely chuckled. I think once. But the point is that I never went into this thinking, oh, this is going to make me wet myself. Oh, no, 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 no. I just, I so just I found just... him intensely annoying. That's yeah, my no, problem. I, I st- no, I, I didn't find him annoying. In fact, I quite liked him. And that's, that was the key. So I liked those two at the heart of yeah. it. Yeah. But like that first 10 minutes. I took a break after that first 10 minutes, actually. And then restarted the film, so maybe that was why I got over the hump. But yeah, we're in full disagreement. Yeah, no, just, uh, for, for me, that character was that sort of continuation. Like, he is an awful human being, and yet Jennifer Aniston th- still thinks he's brilliant. And oh, he's a nice human being. No, he's not. He's not funny. He's kind of a bit prejudicey. Like, he's just, he's awful. No, I disagree. I think he's... He's just, yeah, I think he's he, a dude who makes a whole virtue he, out of just how slovenly and rubbish he is. No, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I... I, I hear where you're coming from. Mm. I fully disagree. But I don't have any evidence to back it up. No, no, it's fine. Like, I had a different interpretation of his character. Yeah. I just found him... I can't, I can't really put it I found him kind I of like casually nice. sexist and he thinks that thinks it's quite funny. 
Um, yeah, I didn't notice that so much. Yeah. I, I, I just thought they were sweet. It was all their shtick, their kind of interaction. Yeah, couldn't stand like, it. Kind of believable. Yeah, no, no, for me, couldn't stand it. I thought it was utter oh, dude, toilet. Dude, I hate it when... So you haven't liked either of the films? No, I, I liked Limehouse Golem. I, 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 I would watch it again. I've watched it three times. But I'm just saying it wasn't, it wasn't an absolute cracker. This, I thought, yeah. was, was just dog toffee. Um, but do you want to hear my best line, worst line? Yeah, go on. Because this is not a best line, as in, again, I stress, I don't think I laughed at all. <laughs> but this is a line which sort of shows the sort of not particularly funny, slightly shambling vibe to the humour. Yeah. Um, and this is when the French cop has told him that he... Oh, that he's going to take him down, kind of thing. He's well, he's in the process of saying. So I'll just um, here it comes, people. I believe Mr. Cavendish has provided accommodations for you at the Hotel de Savoie, so you won't be on the street. But mark my words, Officer Spitz, I will not rest until I prove that you committed these murders, and I will rest because I'm tired of shit at that hotel you just said. It sounds like a good one. But after I'm well rested and I eat breakfast, hopefully the guy cooks as good as Maurice, I will not rest until I prove to you we have nothing to do with these murders. There you see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, no, but like, like I say, that's what I mean. Because like, yeah, that didn't make me laugh. But it was just that was that's Adam Sandler's stick, you know. That's it's not funny like um what's that, what's his best film Happy Gilmore. It's not yeah. funny like that. But the point is he, that's he's just he's still doing his stick. I know, you know but that's the whole, that's what I mean stuff. about these old guys in in Pitch Perfect still going. Like it was just this old pastiche of like him still yeah. going. Look, this is how I used to be funny. I'm gonna do <laughs> it again. I'm like no, yeah. just stop. Yeah. Plus, you made Punch Drunk Love. I know there's quality in there. Yeah. Or maybe it's just Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, it, this was written by. It was. Oh, did you notice it was produced by? Oh, um, Char- Charlie's Theron. It was produced by Charlie's Theron. Yeah, and it was written by uh, James Vanderbilt, mm. who uh, worked on Zodiac and White House Down, two films I like very much. Yeah, yeah, he he wrote White House Down. I think. Yeah, and Zodiac. Yeah, I I, yeah. I I like them both very much. Um, oh, I love Zodiac. That's maybe, a good, oh, mystery. maybe Charlize Theron bought this script at some point or something. But or maybe yeah, her yeah. and Gemma Arterton both have gambling debts. <laughs> I just because I've I've not looked up. I I just see what reviews this got. Reception. You're doing lots of banging. apparently. Is there? Are you kicking oh, sorry. something? Yeah. No, no, no. The film holds a forty-five percent approval rating. <laughs> That's probably better than a lot of his recent efforts. And I think maybe this is it. Maybe this is another thing that I have not tried with any of the other Netflix movies cause, mm. because, and I, I, a friend of mine who has watched a lot of his Netflix output went, you know what, murder mystery, not so bad, because, you know, when you compare it to the others, mm. and, and maybe mm. if, you have, if you have dabbled in that pool and then mm. you're comparing this to those others, maybe that gave you that sort of like different bell curve, whereas I'm going for... Happy Gilmore, Wedding Singer, Punch Drunk Love. Oh, my God, look what he's become. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know what you mean, but, yeah, I think I'm in your... I'm, I, Yeah, I think um, because I've dipped my toe into his crap stuff. Yeah. And this, seem, this seems like... Less um, crap. 
less crap. So uh, if his other films are like dog poo, this is more like horse poo, which oh, really yeah. isn't that bad, is it? No, 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 it's quite dealable with. I mean, I wouldn't eat it, yeah. but, you know. No, no, nor would I, dude. I wouldn't, That's not what I'm saying. I wouldn't pop it if it got my shoes, though. <laughs> or even do that thing where you run around going, oh, I've got to find a patch of grass, I've got to find a patch of grass. Oh, it's, it's really nice having a disagreement. It is, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm giving this... Um, oh, it's a difficult one. Because I did genuinely quite enjoy watching it, so um, but I wouldn't give it a B. So I reckon it's a C plus from me. Oh my god, that's almost a crime against nature. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a but, pretty um, solid sort of like <sighs> D minus. Is it really bad enough to get any pl- E? No, not oh, really. it's nowhere near. For it me, can't it's be D minus. E, I, I thought it was terrible. Terrible. Wow. Uh, now. We've uh, disagreed about murder mystery. Shall we move on to our recommendy non relatio things on YouTube Tron? YouTube <laughs> YouTube a thing. Yeah, um, I mean, I've just started watching something that isn't on YouTube, but actually it does have a slight connection to a whodunit um, called uh, The Night Of, which um, has, it has a double connection here, which I'm quite proud of, because it's Riz Ahmed, who was in Four Lions. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I, I like that film, but I never rewatch it. No, oh, I've watched it quite a few times, but with, obviously, um, uh, I've gone suddenly blank, shit in a bag. <laughs> With Adil Akhtar. Oh, right, yes. Uh, and it also has a sort of like, it's a, it's a kind of has a whodunit vibe to it, but it's also more about, so Riz Ahmed basically ends up, um, in, I can't say too much about it, but in prison in the first episode. Right. And then it's this sort of the ordeal that happens to him because of it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but okay. it's, really, it's a really cracking bit of TV. And also the um, glow's back, and that's just marvellous. Well, I've got a... Um recommendation that's not really connected to this genre at all but okay we've discussed a lot that kind of um really high budget um horrory film um that have, you know ghost ghostly horror films that have been coming out recently yeah i'm talking about the kind of the insidious the annabelle the, and all um, that nonsense the annabelle nonsense and yeah what was annabelle part of the original one was uh it was, it was the sort of parent film the um, conjuring the conjuring thank yeah. you I really hated Conjuring too. I haven't oh, seen it. Actually. Awful. Oh, it's, honestly, there's, there's this sequence when they go to England, and it's like being brutally attacked. Um, but anyway, I, don't, I really didn't like it at all. But so I've, I've, I've saying all that. I've, I've basically watched all these films. I haven't watched The Nun yet because I can't be bothered to go to the cinema to see something so crap. But I kind of watched them because. I just sit through the boring bits and like to see what scares they come up with. It's a bit like yeah. a kind of, go- you know, it's like a ghost train, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but thanks for the massive yawn, dude. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. I'm, I, but no, but basically the other day I watched Annabelle Creation and it's, um, it's not the most amazing thing ever because I've seen Annabelle, by the way, the spin-off Annabelle mm. film, which is all about that creepy doll from the uh, Conjuring films. Yeah, and Annabelle, the first, the, the first one was really quite bad, I thought, um, with a couple of spooky moments. But Annabelle Creations, not amazing, but genuinely quite good, surprisingly oh. good. Yeah. I ge- genuinely think it's worth a watch. Whereas Conjuring Two is 
just okay. Well, I might give awful. both the Annabelle films a watch because I, I guess I should watch Annabelle one before I watch Annabelle two. I, I wouldn't necessarily say you need to, but oh no, no, actually, no, I'm saying that yes, you kind of do, I suppose. I think it would be fine without, but yeah, Annabelle creation and the reason the the, the tiniest connection is purely that all good horror films, to an extent, have a intrigue, have a yeah, yeah, have a mystery behind yes. them, don't they? <laughs> so there you oh, go. Yeah, cool. Yeah, for me, yeah. my only problem with that is. Anytime anyone says the word creation, um, it makes me think of weird science because that song goes, It's my creation. After they, <laughs> is it real? After they, you know, create Kelly the Rock. Um, yeah. Anyway, that is, um, that's our little recommendation on the side. Uh, it's a creation mm. recommendation. Um, oh, next week, did. next time. Oh, God, why do I say week? Next I know, time. I would say next month. Yeah. Next time, we're going to be doing some, we're going to go back to the world of indie comedies. So, we we sort of hit this sort of uh, mainstreamy comedy for our last movie. There, we're going to go fully indie comedy, trying to unearth some weird and wonderful things, uh, sort of hiding in Netflix's back pocket to make us laugh. Sound yes. sound fun? Yeah, let's let. I mean, let's I think watch some we, more we, Adam Sandler's. We had a pretty good run last time we did indie, indie comedy, so I I can't really remember what we did. I think you had a good. I had one. the I voices, think, I, I think, which is great. Oh yeah. Hmm. Oh, I can't remember. It's too long ago. Yeah, well, that's I mean, great. It's too long ago since the last episode we recorded. <laughs> I can't even remember what the subject was. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's our choice. If you want to have a say, though, if you want to make it your choice, you don't need to do anything special. You don't need to join Patreon. You don't need to send us a balloon or write in the sky. Just use that Twitter thing. You know, at we watch anything mm-hmm. will get to us. Our DMs are open. Do it, or email us at gmail.com. Come to Facebook if you want to. It's a bit lonely out there. But just, I, I'd go for those two things, and you can get hold of us and tell us what you want to see, or tell us if you think we're idiots and you really enjoyed um, something we hated, or really hated something that we rated. Whichever way yeah. around, I just want to know what other thoughts. people think about murder. I want to know what other people think about murder mystery, dude. Yeah, it's always it's always nice to hear a friendly voice. Yeah. Until then, not that we're not going to hear friendly voices until next time, but um, until next time. <laughs> We'll be watching some indie comedies. You'll be uh, maybe watching one of these movies if you believe us or don't believe us. And um, we'll uh, we'll be getting ready for a new episode 49. Oh one away from 50. It's getting ever closer. Ever closer. Not that anything actually happened at 50. It's not like we spontaneously combust or grow feathers. I might, I might do another rap. Oh, yes. All right. So, um, if you'd like to stop Jono doing another rap please do get in touch <laughs> get in touch quick <laughs> we'll see you on episode 49 take care lovely people don't go damaging yes. yourselves by watching you know Murder Mystery or something yeah it's lovely to see you all bye bye <laughs> bye <laughs>